hits on live, so don't. Oh gosh, okay. Don't fucking say. Yeah. Listen, every time he says that, there's going to be a quarter like yeah. donated or something to some quite good fr- cause. Quite frankly, I don't know if you motherfuckers can hear us. I'm just, <laughs> you know, we're just, we're just living right now. Okay. Okay. Um, you ready? As ready as I'll ever be, sir. All right. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. I feel like it was that first airplane ride. <clears throat> well. <sighs> yeah, fuck. I'm sorry. Yeah, this is, this is, uh, I guess, I guess I ought to, uh, lead the intro. So, uh. You got to be tough on yourself, but you should also forgive yourself for all the things that you fucked up in your life. And Summer is here to talk about all the shit that I fucked up in my life and how I've been able to recover from some really, 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 really dumb shit. And then she's also here to help all these veterans who are going to make 10 grand a month online at some point. This and more on the Unfiltered One podcast starting now. Here we are. I'm here across from. Did I did I call you Summer Jackson by accident when I started this? No. Okay. I just, don't think so. I just want to make sure. It's right. okay. Right. It happens a lot. Well, you're Summer Jackson to me. I know. But uh, Summer Cummings now. I'm here with uh, always beautiful and always emotional Summer Cummings. It's so good to see you. So good to see you too, Jr. I, I can't believe it. Like how long is yeah, it? At least five years. If now it's got it's got to be more than that. Mm, Two twenty thirteen. Maybe. Yeah. Six years at least. Six years at least. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the summer is the one who Doesn't knows. Doesn't it feel like yesterday? Uh, yeah. That you just, <laughs> I, every time I see you, I just think, boy, <laughs> I can't wait to go back to my previous life. So summer knows a uh, quick backstory. I, uh, believe it or not, ran a business before uh, Avian Watch Company. Do you know about the watches? I don't. Yeah. So I that's a, that's a whole we I just uh, the backstory to the summer thing is I just wrote you one day randomly. I said, you know, I need somebody on the podcast to tell the truth about what the fuck has been happening in my life before this. I know who it is summer. And I sent you a text and then here you are. And then I FaceTimed you and you're here. But we met because I owned a flight school years ago. Uh, Yeah, you did. Yeah, I did. And uh, (laughs) what's so funny? I I owned a flight school years ago and uh, it was successful for a while and then it was fucking not. uh, And then, uh, yeah. So summer worked for me for two of those years, right? Yeah. Two whole years. Two whole years. And Mm -hmm. I think she counted the days, 700 and whatever amount of days. I mean, nobody's counting. And uh, now... Uh, since we've departed each other, she owns her own business, marketing business here in the beautiful Clarksville, Tennessee. If anybody's out in Clarksville and you need marketing services, but she's here to tell you how much I fucked up and, uh, help you out with your business. So Leah, let's start with that. How are you? I'm good. I'm glad that we're not going to be here talking about how much I have. No. Oh yeah. That's on my, I, that's on my list. <laughs> that's <laughs> on my talk list. About yours. It's right. much easier. That's on my list to talk about summer's fuck ups. There's things yeah, like this yeah. entire book of, okay. mm-hmm. I actually don't know that much dirt on you, unfortunately, mm, because you're, you're, like you're, you're fairly secret, but I know yeah. the people who know dirt on you and I call no. them. So they're going <laughs> to, okay. They're going to show up here oh, on my yeah. couch they're in gonna, just a few minutes. A couple of the people you told me not to talk to, <laughs> they're going to be here. They know better. About some stuff. Okay. So, um, <clears throat> well, we start with this. You tell me about you. Who are you? What are you doing? What's your life like right now? Where'd you come from? The whole thing. Like, let everybody know who the fuck Summer Cummings really is. So everybody has like the next 45 minutes. Yeah. So, and I would cut that down to three. <laughs> to, to three. Yeah. Okay. And I'll interrupt so, you. So, um, yeah, I'm in Clarksville, Tennessee. Clarksville is named the number one city in America. 
this for for, this year for money Mac for money magazine to live. Oh, number one city to live. I think they just missed some letters. Number one city to leave. No, (laughs) number one city to live. Number one city to leave. Six years, JR. You haven't been here in a long time. A lot of great things have been happening. Well, I saw those great things on 74 and I'll be happy when I leave them. But no, okay. So Clarksville. So Clarksville, Tennessee. Um, Yeah. How'd you end up in Clarksville? um, 2001. Military. Wow, you've been here for yes. a while. So I've been here for a while. So I didn't realize it was of, that long. It has. I yeah. know. Now I guess I you've lived somewhere for the longest period of time that I've ever lived. So yeah. now I guess it's home. But I'm not a Clarksvillian, but I am a Tennessean. Right. So you're from, um, you're from like the, the the south side of Tennessee, right? Like closer the, to Huntsville area. In, yes. Yeah. Like where the cows roam. Right. Which mm-hmm. and I always think it's funny because your accent changes whenever you talk to your family yes. on the phone. Yes. Mama. Everyone knows whenever I'm home or I'm on the phone. I used to, when my dad was living, it would be like, you're on the phone with your dad because it goes back in. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're totally. I, know, yeah, right? I, I, I get back to that. that country girl. But now. Oh, Jesus. Come on. Come on. <laughs> sorry. We, spilling not, all your yeah, stuff. Oh, my God. Uh, this is a lot change. of money in here <laughs> that I spent and summer's dropping yes. water on my shit. Okay. So Clarksville, you're here mm-hmm. for military stuff. Yes. Walk me through the Reader's Digest version of 2001 to now. Oh, two. 2001 till now. So, you know, graduated college and wanted to figure out what I wanted to do with my life and didn't know for a long time. So that's part of the making the mistakes, right? right. Um, and what'd you get your degree in? So I remember business administration. Okay. So, um, actually graduated like success for that. I mean, if you haven't, it's okay. If you have awesome, it's like, it's, it takes a while, yeah. you know? So, um, Started my own business, had a boutique here in Clarksville, just right around the corner. I remember, remember that, yes, because I yeah. drove up here and I was like, this is, there this is, is like the, I don't even know what the word is, but I drove up and I was like, uh-huh. shit, this is like right around the right. corner from your old business. So I'm like 200 yards from the very first business I ever had back right. in 2008 or 2009, something like that. So 2001 <laughs> to 2000, you graduated college. babies and, had you know, kids. being a military spouse and had right. kids and worked whatever I needed to. And then, and then was a mama to them for right. a while. But you <clears throat> always inside just the entrepreneurship stuff. For which, sure. Like it, it, you, yes. kn- you knew, like this is a thing. More. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It wanted more than military spouse or wanted more like I got to be in business. Just like it, wanted more for, just wanted to want more for myself and just for, um, the possibilities and just see if it could, cause it's, I mean, it's scary to yeah. start your own business. Right. Yeah, fuck it is. And right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I mean, we could really go into that and how, cause that, that shut down, you know, yeah. three, three years after the fact. So it was three years. You got, you got yeah. it for three years. So I had three for three years. And then, um, you know, that was, it taught me so much. Um, you know, social media had just come out. Um, that's where I met my business partner now. Um, that is with me at Muse Marketing, um, when I started my own business. So, um, yeah, I, gosh, where do I go from there? And then I had to make ends meet, right? Because when you're sometimes when you own your own business, you you pay for your employees and everything else, and you might right. have to do other things outside of that. So, um, and that's when I met you. If yeah. you really want to go to that story, like a lot of people don't know this, but for a very small amount of time, I couldn't make I couldn't make make ends meet, right? Right. Single mom. It's because it and the divorce had happened yeah. in that time. Oh, sorry, yes. Yeah. So yeah, divorce happened that time. Yeah. Not a military spouse anymore. Right. On your own, owning the boutique, yes. and not kind of going very well. Right. And then. Right. I, where I met you where you were working at Mapco. I was the gas station as the manager. Right. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. And I, and I saw you and this is a true story, not like hyperbole bullshit. I saw you and I was like that we need that one. We need that one. I don't know why, but there's something about you. There's just like, 
you know, I, I get the entrepreneurial vibe from people. I just yeah. feel like, yeah, yeah. there's something going to be special about you. I didn't know that it was going to be fucking tumultuous like it was. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't, You're going to be that special. Right, I didn't know you would be like really memorable in my life right. for probably not the right reason. No, right. it, was, it was good. I, most of the problems were me. But yeah, I met you there yeah. and you had, you were working there and you had the boutique, but it yes. was, it was sort yeah. of on the, on the downward legs. Right. But right. so you were, you were struggling to make it work. There's only so many necklaces and clothing right. and all that in a certain amount of time that you can, that you can sell. Or, or do to, to support your family. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, you know, and I have employees there that depend on me. So let's figure out another way. And I went to Mapco for a solid three months where you would come in almost right. every morning. Mm-hmm. And if you don't remember this, I do, um, because I think there's something said about this for anybody else listening. You had a favorite drink and it was Snapple. Snapple peach tea. And we could never get it in stock from our vendor. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. I be daggum. Our customers coming in, I would go to Walmart. I don't know if you know this and I would buy it and get and have it in the back for when you would come in. I think you told me that one day when you were yeah. mad at me, <laughs> you're like, <laughs> well, I, just, bought you snapple. I fucking, I, this, this was all me. I'm like, all right, all right, Summer, I get, I get it. Yeah. yeah I, I, I just, yeah. I love, I still love peach snapple to this day. And I should have had some. Yeah. Well, you, I failed on that. Obviously. I'm just glad to I be mean, here. I'm glad you came here. I mean, 25 minutes late, but anyway, right. so, okay. So that's how we met. Right. We met there. And then at that time, that would have been 2012, 13. Yes. 2013, beginning of 2013, because I got out. Like in the summer. So I was in the army. Everybody knows the story. 11 years, got out, 2012. I opened the flight school before I got out of the army in 09. So I'd already had it going for however the hell long that is from 09 to, I can't count years, but. Three or four. Yeah, we we decided to open in Clarksville because obviously big military community. We relied on the helicopter people that were doing flight training. Campbell, yeah, Campbell, big thing. We actually opened up in Hopkinsville because the Clarksville airport wouldn't give us any land, which is a whole other story for a whole other time. We'll talk about that some other time. But uh, I needed somebody there to help me build a school and to market, and I was like, "That's the person." Fuck it, we're hiring. And then I came there and hired you. Yeah, and then. Then the two years started. Then the two years started. Then the it, adventure. It was well. First, it, it was good at first. It was great and until like the first check bounced, <laughs> which I think was which I think the first check was probably like you know week four when yeah. the first check bounced. I was right. like, okay, I think there might be a problem here. Well, my first day, I remember you. I mean, you 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 started off well. My first day was a flight. Yeah. And the all day with you trapped in an airplane. Day one with your boss that just hired you that you don't know very well. True. Flying to Mount West? Uh, possibly. I don't Maybe. remember. Maybe. Yeah. Mm. No. Fort Rucker. I don't remember. Uh, yeah. I'll, see, we, we, I don't we, know. We, we, flew we went so, somewhere. We flew so we many, many places, yeah. though. We went somewhere all day. Yeah. All day in the plane. Like yeah. Like 12 hours. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, was, it was a long day. It was. Of sticking yeah. around you yeah. for a really and long we, time. You know, and it looks a little bit like this, right? Yeah. We talked, we had a lot of conversation right. just we've, like this. We've had a lot of conversations. <laughs> we have. Which we're going to reveal the nature of those conversations. Uh, yes. Hopefully in a bit. But I, I want to yeah. go back right. to, I want to go back to your business stuff. So you yes. got a degree, because this is not necessarily the, the subject of the podcast, but super important to talk about. You got a business degree. Yes. Didn't really do much with it because you were obviously a spouse. You live at home taking care of the kids. And now you open a business. Mm-hmm. How much of that translated to helping you? Honestly? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Right. Like virtually yeah. zero. Virtually. So, and you. It's the hard knocks. Would you have considered yourself at that point like a natural business person? 
Um, when I was getting my degree? No, when oh. you when you opened the the boutique. Did you yes. think like uh, I do think I ha- I do think that there's something the way my brain is wired. Yeah. Um and, and some people call it a salesperson. I'm not. It's like a problem solver or a need. You gotta you know, figure out what that is. Right. I, you had a need. There was a problem. Yeah. Figure it out and it landed me a job. Right. So I think just knowing that about yourself and your personality of whoever's listening to go, okay, wait, I, I kind of have that too. And taking that jump and that plunge to. Right. What, what do you, why do you think it didn't work at the end? Like you've had time now to look back. It's been gone for years now. So what- I was not, I, I, I do think that, well, I know, um, as much as you hire the right people, yeah. you know, you want to always surround yourself with the right people. There's a part of your business that you create. That's about you, mm. right. That you are. Yeah. Typically the reason why you wanted to desire to sure. s- to start that business for a passion and people gravitate towards you for that. Um, and I wasn't there, you know, I wasn't right. in, I was, I was being a mom and I was, um, you know, then I, then I had this, you know, the second job, but I was all over the place. Um, and wasn't in the store doing the things, seeing, you know, visiting with the, the sure. customers and, you know, so it was just, I just wasn't present in that business. Right. Um, and I will tell you one thing that I've learned since then, I don't know if I'm jumping ahead, no. oh. but, um, one thing I will challenge every person. I just had a conversation this morning, um, with two people that, um, lease this space here in, in, in the building that we're in, in downtown Clarksville. Um, and we were talking about how we signed our lease March 1st of this year and we're outgrowing the space and we're looking at about triple the space that we currently have. I haven't even told you that yet. Right. And we put it on a vision board and we thought it might yeah. happen in 2021, <clears throat> but it's happening in, um, 10 months from us signing the lease. Yeah. So, and I said to them, do you all create personal or professional business vision boards and they were like, huh? And I was like, no, it's like, I encourage every single person as, as abstract and as yeah. wild dreaming as it sounds, right. write it down, right. write yeah. it down somewhere. Sure. You know, like that's a good point because so much of like business seems fucking arbitrary, you know, like, well, yeah, I'm going to let's write some goals down of what I want to be or what I want the business to be. What I think a, a big reason we'll get into this at some point, but a big reason that I failed in business is because I was never prepared for success. Mm. Like in my mind, I didn't know that success was a, I knew that I could do business. I knew I was an entrepreneur. I could, I could build stuff and solve problems, but I knew I could, Mm -hmm. that doesn't make a business successful. That makes Mm -hmm. me successful, Mm -hmm. right? If you're that person Mm -hmm. as an employee, Mm -hmm. you're going to go far, Mm -hmm. lots of promotions. You're going to have great jobs, great life, white picket fence. Good for a business. The business has to be successful without you, even yes. if you're not there, yeah. right? Yeah. And you got to be prepared for that. When mm-hmm. it finally, I remember mm-hmm. when we first got our first $100,000 check in a month, I was like, what the fuck do I do with this money? Like, what do you do? Right. And there was no plan. And we were behind on some bills, but there were other things we could buy. And I had zero fucking idea of what to do with it. Didn't right. I? Like and that was did. probably, I mean, obviously, maybe the biggest check you'd ever gotten. And so you're like, how, how, it, how did yeah. this come to me? And then what do I do with it? Right. Yeah. Because, because you didn't have it. Because I wasn't prepared. Right. right. Was not ready. Right. And that the big reason that a lot of people aren't ready or will fail is because when success finally hits them, it's either more than they anticipated or they weren't ready for the success period because they just always thought like, well, you know, this is just me. I'm just going to do my thing. Mm-hmm. And, well, mm-hmm. that's kind of not how businesses go. Mm-hmm. They eventually grow. Right. Yeah. Anyway, well, that's, yeah. That, that, that was cool. Yeah. cool. Cool little trip down yeah. memory lane. So that, I think that's one of the reasons why it wasn't successful. I wasn't there and I didn't envision it. I didn't have a vision for it yeah. of what it, of what it, but 
so many, I mean, I didn't think about this until we started talking bumps along the road, I think had taught me so much in that business as, um, as a, you know, talking about someone that's marketing their business and, and spending money on advertising. Um, it's, um, important to know that they have bills to pay and employees right. to support. So you, you get it. Yeah. Right. Like right. you, you, you understand now what's needed, but also what is possible based right. on, based on now. Right. And how to maximize That's another thing, probably. And when we get into like you actually telling these people how to do better at business, one of the things I'm sure we're going to talk about is how do I do a lot with a little bit, which is I don't have a lot of money, but mm-hmm. I'm trying to get the most reach. I don't have mm-hmm. a lot of money. I'm trying to get the most sales and most conversions. And you could really spend a shitload of money on Facebook and Google and not get any return whatsoever. And, and then sometimes like, that's what they want. Right. That, exactly. <laughs> and you would know more than anybody. That's yeah. coming later. Yes. But Sorry. We, now we got to talk about. We, we got to. <laughs> so stick around, you sons of. Anyway. Uh, so let's talk about. Let's talk about what I suppose. What, all you did? Yeah. Is it your turn? Yeah. I, well, let's talk about our two years together. I can't wait. I feel like we need a therapist or something. Probably. I, if, <laughs> a ref. You know what? If we don't throw water bottles at the end of this, I would consider that to be a success. Amen. Yeah. I've still got a lot of uh, pictures of me fucking with you in the office, but that's. I think there's probably still a path around the runway. Yeah. That we, we walked. We definitely walked a lot mm-hmm. of miles. We did. Run me through the two years of you working at the flight school. Oh, okay. Um, was it, was it good when it, when it started? Oh, it was fun. It was yeah. fun. It was a great, I mean. What was the, what was the best so, part of it? So first, so like I feel like people listening and watching don't know, this is our first catch up. Yeah. Literally in we haven't six seen years. Each other. We haven't seen each other. Yeah. And the text message that, that popped up, I don't know, the 5th of November. Mm. It was like, is this summer? And mm-hmm. it had your name on it. I was like, does that say JR? Is that really? Uh, that's Yeah. Me. So there was a dot, dot, dot that was there for a long time. So, um. <laughs> But really glad that you did reach out and that, you know, I had packed up all that and, and said hello. Yeah. <laughs> and I answered that I'm, text. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I thought for sure that you, I, I, I had thought about this like months before, but I thought for sure that you hated me and I was like, fuck it, no. I'm, I'm not going to reach out. But listen, only from, and I think that if you can, um, if you've ever walked anything, you can't ever judge anybody else for what, but if you haven't walked it, just wait, right. your time is coming. Yeah, that's, so that's you met me at a Mapco, which there's nothing wrong with that. Right. Right. But I never envisioned that for me either. But you got to do sometimes the things that you got to do and sure. figure out how to put lunch in the lunchbox for the kids. Right. Right. And Didn't. the pay when what we offered you was pretty decent. Yeah, assuming it was. That we would actually it was great. Like pay you. But yeah. yeah. So I got to I mean, honestly, it was pretty dang sexy. Right. I was getting to be a part of this flight school that was in Hopkinsville, right outside of Fort Campbell and um, help with recruiting efforts and communication with the college and, you know, and, and taking um, these um veterans or soldiers that were wanting to to do something else with their with their flight time yeah. i thought was it's it's a pretty pretty good company to keep sure um and flying around airplanes is i mean and you do that and get paid to do that sure it's pretty cool what about the people do you think the people that we had working there at the time because they were only i mean the instructors obviously and the yeah. the office people you interacted more with the office people we had a couple do we think we did well Gosh, yeah forget them and yeah. Um, yeah. You did well. We're probably, we're probably going to bleep the names out. Oh, but, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but all, all those That's people, all. <laughs> yeah, except for yeah. Haley, 
oh, by the way, yeah. who works for me now. Oh, she does. Yeah, she does. In, okay. in my in my new company, this watch thing I'll talk about, okay. but Haley's still working for me right now. Oh, yeah. see? So, it, awesome. Yeah. And Denise and Mike, yeah, you know? Well, they have their own business now, own a restaurant. Good for them. Yeah, it's okay. doing, doing really, really well. Yeah. You know, yeah, so them, those so. first few years, I mean, I met a still a good friend, um, um, and I know she'll be fine, and I'll tell her it's okay. Rebecca, that was at, that was in um, West Virginia. Yeah, she yeah. was the kind of the contact there at. Mass. She ended up moving to Clarksville. Really, she's back, I think, in West Virginia. Anyway, so when you work with people and you're doing this, and you're really, and we understood that this was something that was being built from the ground up, right? right? And flying airplanes is really expensive. Yeah, it is. So maintaining airplanes is really money. expensive. So the people, cool. People, the first awesome. experience when you yep. got there, cool. Yep. Like the, great the, concept. The idea, cool. The business seemed like a good idea. Yes. And then what was the first indication to you? Like uh, the wheels might not be all the way on the train. Can you remember? Like what was the first thing you're like? Um, eh. it, what gave you the first doubt? So the first doubt was... Probably about either, um, gosh, I'm like going back into way memory, but yeah, it was, it was either financial, right? It was yeah. some type of, um, Hey, this needed to be either maintenance or gas or something like that, that needed to be paid or, Hey, we're doing this, but all these other things hadn't been paid yet. And right. I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. So that was. Probably the first indication, like, yeah, this, yeah. this you um, were out of town, you were traveling, you were flying, you were doing, you know, you were doing CEO stuff. Right. And, um, they would call me and I would be like, okay, well let me, you know, it was never, uh, you know, I was like, well, let me take a note of that. And I'm sure that that's, I'm sure some, cause that's what you do, right. right. When you want people that, um, what, I don't know what's happening. Right. But sure. I'm going to. You want the best. You want the best for the company. Yes. And you don't want to assume something, right. especially. So I'm going to find loyalty. out information right. because mistakes happen. Right. And you your know? loyalty lies with the company, obviously, right. that's where you're at. So right. you're trying trying your best to. Mm -hmm. But like know. after the fifth, I was like, right. <laughs> <laughs> after the fifth time, I just stopped this answering my phone. Returned. Yeah. Like, all right, let's. Uh, okay. Yes. That's fair. Okay. So. But uh, you know. You stuck with it. I did, and you always paid me. I did, even though Thank sometimes you. the checks. You'd yeah, it was, might have been a couple of days. Yeah, it might have been a couple of days yeah. late. Yeah. So that's the first few months, the financial stuff. Okay. And then because towards the sort of middle to the rest of the relationship, it got tumultuous along the way somehow. Yes. Between us personally. Because between I would, the two of us. Yes. Because the, I am about transparency. Yeah. You got to tell me what I need to know so I can help in some way. And yeah. you... Not really wanting maybe to know that this was or wanting that this is to happen is in trying to protect me from that. Sure. Um, and also protect the integrity of the company for that. Um, I didn't have all the information and I'm not I'm a person that likes all the information so right. I can help in some way. So the, 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 the start of the frustrations probably then people are asking you for shit that you don't know. Yeah. And also you want to know more things based on your level of authority in the company and you don't have the information. Yes. Which was probably really where it really started. Like you were, the title was like exact, vice president, executive, executive vice president. Yeah, yeah. Some shit. Yeah. It was big. It was fucking big. Yeah. It's like a name, right. which got me in a lot of trouble with a lot of people that I really love for giving you that title. We're not even going to fucking <laughs> yep. go into that. Yeah. Is that, uh, but anyway, yeah. you were big in the company yeah. by name and yeah. responsibility. Just mm -hmm. didn't have all of the information to mm -hmm. properly do it. So, and then, to do my job. To do your job. Yeah. 
but you were still there. You yes. stayed. Yes. You and stayed. students were asking me questions that I didn't have answers to, but we were dealing with those. Why? So now let's flip the script. Yep. You're working at Mapco and then Mapco starts like, there's the same shit happens at Mapco. There's like financial shit. Yeah. Maybe your check bounces. It starts to look weird. Do you stay at Mapco or you leave? You start finding it like looking for other jobs. If that were to be the case, if it, if it were the case that some other employer, like, I think if it it's was about the case, the, I think it's about the enjoyment of the position. Yeah. You know, I think everybody has probably worked in a job or have a job and runs a company that has employees. That so are you like en- that. you enjoyed the job. Yeah, you enjoyed the job enough to this stuff was one hundred percent. Yeah. Yes, that I that I was letting these things occur in a way that I wasn't ready to jump ship because I really believed in the overall vision and mission so to speak of the school but why why did you believe in it because it was being proven like yes because the students that were coming in and what they were able to do and accomplish and and watching those airplanes take off and watching guys get their shirts cut and water you know i mean those those were really pretty incredible moments and and taking them from um gosh a, a single engine to you got a twin engine yeah you know that was a huge when first started that was like that was a vision that was a dream that you sure that you accomplished i mean and got look to do. we had a 100 percent pass rate for the entire time that we ran that school nobody yeah. ever failed right like i mean we failed people out of our program but they never went to the feds and took their you know final test and right. failed we, right. uh, so i think there was proof there that the core concept was working but yes. then also proof that the business was not working. Right. right. And I think over time it was really, really, it became really, really evident that the business isn't working, mm-hmm. which is probably where our wheels came off, yes. which was like, okay, that because if you're from my perspective, I was super proud that what I was, what I set out to do was working as a, as let's call it a business person, which is not what it was. It was as the dreamer who had dreamed this, mm-hmm. I'm going to start a school with the highest standards and everybody's going to do well and they're going to pass. And when I send a student out, they're going to be super safe and they're not going to crash and they're going to have great careers and yada, yada. Yeah. That was happening. Yes. And I hung my, I hung my hat on that because that's what in my mind, my job required me to do was to make sure that that happened. But really that's not what my job was. My job was to run the company. Right. Didn't, you know, having an imprint of me in the company isn't a bad thing, but my job as a CEO is to run the company mm-hmm. and the company wasn't being run mm-hmm. period mm-hmm. really. Right. Like the company was just like kind of happening. Mm-hmm. It wasn't being run and I wouldn't allow anybody to run it right. out of fear that they would fuck up the dream, which was, I want these people. I like, you don't get it. Yeah. This is the experience. Share the dream. Right. This and is, that was our fight. That was it. Right. Like that was a lot of the fight really too with the people who I'm not going to name, but I love you guys. If you're watching, I love you. I love you so much. I'm, I'm going to see you next week. So, but that was a fight with a lot of the people. It was like, let me run what I got to run. Mm-hmm. And like I said, a lot of it was, I don't want to fuck up the stream because I don't believe in you, which is mm-hmm. yet again, another problem with mm-hmm. insecurity for mm-hmm. me, like to mm-hmm. not trust you to do mm-hmm. it. But then also the knowledge that if you ran it, and actually saw what the fuck we were missing, you'd be like, yeah, and then I'm out, right? Like there yeah. was that challenge of like, right. well, if, if we really open this up, I think we're going to lose, lose all people. these motherfucking people, right. and then we're right. going to have a fucking problem. Well, because you did, at the end of the day, needed to still operate in some way for to keep the wheels on as long as you could. Right. Yes. And and a lot of our, I remember when you were just saying that, it's like coming back to me, um, 
was my job is to have to, to give them the training and the tools that they need to not crash that plane, Yeah, you know, and making sure that they are safe and, and that. So, and, and you had that realm and I was like, great, but right. there's this other side. And the other side for anybody who's trying to start a business, that's where your employees for one, that's where they're going to align themselves. It's mm-hmm. not with what the fuck the dream is, especially, you know, Panda Express, maybe when it was one restaurant was probably like, and the dream is to make great Asian food, like on restaurant 1500. It's like, let's not kill people, make the food as good as you can and let's maintain standards. And we got to run a business. Mm -hmm. Eventually, Mm -hmm. if you're really preparing for success, that's where you have to be. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you're going to end up with situations like this. So Mm -hmm. now we go down the road of it. At first, it probably wasn't so bad, but it started to get really personal between the two of us. It was like. Well, we, when you spend so much time together with someone in a company that's starting off like this and you're both very passionate about it, but you're not on the same lane yeah. on the same highway, but you're trying to go in the same direction. Right. Um, and our personalities are probably very similar, you right. know, yeah. um, if we were to do all those personality tests. So I think that's probably one of the reasons when you saw me that day and why I wanted to come was because I could see that this was going to be a pretty cool adventure that I would never get to experience otherwise. And, um, and let's do it. Um, and if I, same with you, if I get behind something, I'm behind it until, until it's not, until it's not, until the wheels are off. The loyalty is there. And that, that probably was a part of what I sensed too. Just like there's a sense of loyalty, which I knew I needed because this shit is not fucking going really, really well. Right. And when, when I hired you, another part of what I was always pushing you to do is Go get more students. Now, like, like, probably a better way to say this. We used to screen our students before they would come. Mm-hmm. Like, we didn't, unlike what most flight schools do, we didn't allow every single person with money to come to the school. Like, right. we screened them, we vet them, we put them through a boarding process, and then we made sure that only the students who would be most successful would come in. Yes. Didn't always get it right. But right. We got it pretty, it was pretty squared away. Yeah. So... I always felt from a position of integrity that we weren't ripping people off. It wasn't like we need money, go out and find somebody who's going to fail so that we can keep. Yes. I, I never, I never thought that we were less than honest or less than had no integrity, but at the same time, the business didn't have integrity. And by business integrity, I mean like paying your bills on time, right. making sure that your vendors right. can rely on you and, making sure that you think more than two days ahead, like what's not like two days from now, but like fucking a year from now, two Mm -hmm. years from now, like Mm -hmm. the business didn't have integrity. And I think I was always ashamed of that. Like that meant that I didn't have integrity and I was trying to run the business with like the highest level of integrity, but at the same time, like, fuck, we can't pay our bills. Like what the fuck's happening. And that's the lane I wanted to get in and take from you while you go fly and do that. Cause I can't do that. Right. But let me help do this. But it was that, I'm not going to tell her, I'm not going to let her look behind the curtain and, and tell her all the things because, yeah. I, so but I think, but at some point you looked behind the curtain. It's yeah. just at that point, I wouldn't let you do anything. Yeah. It's like there was at some point, which is where for me, the relationship like got totally sour was like, okay, motherfucker, you want to see behind the curtain? Come on. And I <laughs> like right. opened it up and yeah. let you see like, God damn, this is fucked up back right. here. Like, okay, well I told you it was right. Well, let me fix it. Well, no, because you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. 
Right. That was like, because then you were just mad. Right. Right. You're mad yeah, that right, the business exactly. and, then and, I, and it was my fault. Right. Insecure, Not really my fault. Really but. insecure. Like yeah. more than mad. It's like, you know, mad you can get over and insecurity is something you got to work like a really long time to fix. And it was like, I didn't want as powerful as my, my image was, if you want to say with the students, especially who respected me as an instructor. Yes. Right? Like that was the, my most respected role was as somebody who could teach people how to fly. Yeah. And I knew I was good at it. Yeah. Still good at it. Yeah. I, I would assume if I was doing it. I mean, I just, I knew I had the gift for it. And a lot of the image of the school was built around, we're going to get solid instruction. Mm-hmm. So if, if on the other side, it was like, well, this other shit's kind of fucked up. It made, to me, it made the whole image sort of fall yeah. apart. Right. Which in reality is what should have happened let it fall apart and then build it the right way. Right. Because ultimately it will fucking fall apart. Yeah. Then it's going to be really, really nasty. Yeah. So we go through the last few months of you and I. Yeah. Like fighting. (laughs) (laughs) Is that the best word? Fighting. I just just choked on my own uh, insecurities Um, there. I think it was uh, a little, we would not talk for a couple of days. Yeah, we would do that. And I would acknowledge you with a nod. And then we would make some circles around the runway as we, it was so bad. Like people thought legit that we had like a secret relationship. Like oh, it was, right. it was that yeah. bad that people were like, they're, yeah, yeah they're jamming. No, no. It was just, no. we just fucking hated each other. Yeah. Well, well, we were frustrated I mean, with each other. Yeah. Yeah. It was, you know, I, I find it more of a sibling relationship, right? Right. It's like, it was a very comfortable sibling relationship. Again, when you're in an aircraft with someone in that closed confined area for a long yeah. time, I remember, I remember I hopped a plane. Uh, hop to hop the back seat in one day when you to and LaGuardia to LaGuardia with Jake, whose name I'm also going to edit out. Cool freaking trip. It was great. When's the I last saw, I, I mean, saw videos of it flying over Manhattan? I mean, amazing. Yeah. Right. So um, there's that. So that was, you know, yeah. but either way, um, you get to know a person and personally was in a time um, when there was a lot going on, too, with me. Right. And um, God, remember me calling you? Um, this is random. Yeah. I'm not even going to go there. Yeah. Well, see also, and this is, I mean, and I'm not going to pretend like we have the answers right now for this, because this is just like, I just want you to know if you run a business like this with two passionate people, like here's a real, like we like each other. It's like, it's real. It's palatable. Like you as a personality, you're just like a person I like. And I would assume it's the same, which is what makes it really difficult. Yeah. It's like, do you really want to work with a person you like? Yeah, but you probably don't like, like not, maybe not that, but you know, it's just, it it got personal to the point where the things that you might say about business felt personal. Right. Because it was was your baby. Right. When you, when you have your own business, everyone out there, it's your baby. Right. And when you own your own business, that's it's, it's yours and you're trying to grow that baby. And when someone talks about that baby, it's, but then it's, it's also you have shit going on in your life. Yeah. That, you're probably in a, because you spend so much time at the company, the really just by virtue of presence, like I'm the guy now that you're confiding in with things yeah. that you would normally, you wouldn't normally tell your boss when a lot of the things that again, I know. 12 hours in a plane, right? hours and hours and hours in a painting, painting office spaces right. on the weekends, washing, so oh my gosh, right. washing airplanes. Yeah. You made me wash airplanes. I did. Yeah. But it was yeah. right. Like, it just was like summer's my friend. Ah, summer's, summer's my, my employee. employee. You yeah. Know, like he's just, my boss. It's but she's cool. You know, and we cr- 
I crossed the line so many times. I just remember. Not like so that. Many, well, I mean. Friendship we, crossed first the line. Of all, we weren't fucking. It's okay. We, it's like some are so embarrassed of the idea that My anybody would think. My mother's not going to be able to listen to this podcast. Yeah, probably not. I mean, I, I told you. I warned you before I came. You did. Um, you did. Summer's embarrassed of the idea, by the way. I'm just looking at all the cameras of anybody thinking that we had anything to do physically whatsoever. So let's just, we clear that up, please. Summer and I did not uh, have any romantic. Jesus Christ. Yeah. It would be good. Be okay. good. Everybody. It's like, again, sibling. Right. Everybody got yeah. it now. Like, Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. I'm just kidding. You're a very nice, sexy man, JR, Thank but you're you. not my man. Right. Yeah. Everybody know that. I'm not. Yeah. Fucking summer yeah. right now. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, Cut that out. Well, I'm just saying. <laughs> Jesus. I just don't want people to be. Okay. Yeah. So a <clears throat> lot of fighting. Yes. It gets personal. I, I'm going to tell this story because it is one of the stories I reflect on the most oh. because uh, since we've, which we haven't talked about yet and probably don't have time to talk about today. Like I've done since that like rock bottom living in my car bullshit. Like there's a lot of transformation that's happened for me from then to now. Right now, it probably doesn't seem like it because we're talking like old buddies. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of growth. Of, there's, I mean, it's like night and day, so much so that certain people in my life don't recognize me. Oh, that's good. As, I'm glad. As, as they say, which is, you know, a problem maybe one way or another. But one of the things, one of the stories I, I think about all the time. So we, I was flying with two students and we flew this airplane down. I, I forget where, but we got stuck. So we had to fly a commercial to get back to the house, uh, house being Clarksville, Tennessee, but we had to fly into Nashville. Um, I think the two students are, anyway, they're, they're following me on Facebook. Yeah. They're probably watching right now. So um, backstory, N- Nashville is what, 45 minutes an hour away from Clarksville mm-hmm. and then another 25 minutes away from Hopkinsville, which is where the cars are, mm-hmm. which we've got to go and get, but we're all in Nashville. There's no Uber or maybe there is an Uber, but we're certainly not going to fucking use it to go. All I don't the way think to Ubers were six years ago in yeah, Nashville. I no. don't think so. No. All right. So, um, so the backstory is, like I said, we flew the, this airplane somewhere. It broke. We couldn't fly the airplane back and we couldn't stay there and wait. We had to get back because those two guys had to get back to work. Right. Military guys. So, um, we buy the tickets to Nashville. We fly. We're getting ready to board the airplane in Nashville or to Nashville. And I called you and it was late already, whatever time it was, maybe seven o'clock in the, in the evening when I called you, I forget how far away we were. And I called you and I said, Hey, <laughs> I forget what your response Hi, was. Hi, nice, to, nice right. to talk that's to you. A, exactly. But that's again, like part, Hello, of how, JR. part of how this shit always used to start. Like I just wasn't always the nicest person. No, I was like, hello. I, I was like, uh, Hey, I need uh, you. Come, come pick us up. What? Come pick us up in Nashville in like an hour and a half. We're landing there because the airplane broke. And I was mad because the airplane broke. And I, I so childishly took out so many of my frustrations when those things were happening on the people around me, but especially you, because you were so close to me. And I was like, come, come pick us up in Nashville. Nash- Nashville? I got blah, 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 blah. And I, I remember distinctly saying this. And if you guys watching this hate me after this, it's totally fine. Because oh, I'm I don't hate- remember this. I'm hateable. <laughs> I said, I don't give a fuck what you've got going on. Get your ass down here and pick us up because these two motherfuckers need to go back to work. I still cuss. That's the one transformation I haven't made. I just, I can't give that up yet. I'm going to try though. 2020. Um, we can work on that. I'm not going to do it. 
I just made an episode about New Year's resolution. I'm not okay. Good. So anyway, I do, I do that. And demand for me to come pick d- you demand, up. Demand, like I normally do, because I never ask. No. Always demand for me. Yes, always. And, but I always know that you're going to be there. I don't know why that is too, and that's what made me mad too. Because we liked each other, right? Yeah. Like it's it's you just like just ask nicely, which is counterintuitive to the relationship at this right. point, right? Like yes. at this point, it's like we or at least I sort of know like you're my emotional relief like I just I know that and that's fucked up to say but that's what it was right like I just know if I call summer I'm gonna fucking offload this thing like a little bitch and then it's gonna be okay because summer's always gonna your reliability and loyalty was something I didn't ever question so I just I knew in my mind I was like she fucking gets it she knows like she's my bro she knows but it was she not, wants me to be nice, but I'm not going to, but she'll do it anyway. Right. Like, but you know, but we're bros. She'll get it. She'll understand. Anyway. Yeah. So down to Clarksville, uh, or down to Nashville, we land and just like, like clockwork, here comes summer in this big ass tractor trailer size fucking SUV that you still driving that thing. It was it the white one. Yeah. No. Yeah. I have a black one now. Oh God. Same thing though. <laughs> Kinda. Yeah. Just yeah. like hu- just humongous. You gotta fit all the kids and all the humongous stuff. vehicle. I don't even know where the kids were because I didn't think you didn't bring them. I did. Well, <laughs> it was probably like midnight or something. It was late. I'm choking because I'm I'm gonna get choked up telling this story. But anyway, <laughs> I uh, you came. They got in the car and I I was mad. I God, I was I think mad. You pouted like the whole. I was I was I was pouty. Um, and I threw the bags in the back and. Yeah, I get in the car. They're in, they're in the back. So we're driving, right? Hour drive. We got to go from Nashville all the way up to Hopkinsville. Hour drive. No one's saying anything because I'm quiet. And apparently, as I've learned recently, when I just really have a, a, a ability to set the mood in a room, like my face is just that face. Mm-hmm. I have a powerful face, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. told. So when I'm pouting, everybody else is like, what the fuck is going on in here? Right. And right. that's what it basically was like what was going on and I was happy about it because I didn't want anybody to talk and start getting happy because we're not happy right now. Right. We're all ma- I'm mad. But I want to be happy. Right. So naturally after about 25 minutes, Summer starts talking. <laughs> this motherfucker. So Summer starts talking after 25 minutes. She's talking, not to me, she's talking to these two, which makes yes. me even matter. Because I'm ignoring you. And they're all talking about whatever they're talking about. I don't even remember. Just like blah, blah, blah. And I was so, I was so mad, right? And this is, again, where insecurities will fuck your life and fuck your business up. If you don't resolve them, this is just one of those places where I'm like, I just got all of us back to Nashville. And now we're all going back to Clarksville. And you motherfuckers are going to talk. And you're going to talk over. I just remember, just, it was so stupid. And something that you guys said which seemed like an in for me where I was going to shut this conversation down. I remember this. This is a shitty story because it gets worse and I, I, I've never told it. It's like one of those train wrecks that you know is coming. So whatever you guys said, like I entered the conversation being just like a complete douche and just like I said something disparaging that would clearly make them realize that I wasn't interested in the conversation, but it was also whatever it was, I can't remember, but it was super, there was just like a hint of personal in it when mm-hmm. I said it. Like it was just something I knew. You did that, that would, very well. Something I knew that would get you because I just wanted you to fucking stop talking. So I said that and everybody goes quiet. And we're quiet for, I'm like, all right, good. That's exactly what I want to happen. Fucking silence. I said that. And then Summer opens up and goes, well, you know what, JR? 
I came all the way down to Nashville to, and I stopped you right there. And I fucking unloaded. I unloaded. I was like, listen here, I don't give a fuck where you came from. I don't fucking care if you had to drive two hours. This is my company. You do what I say. You work for me. And if you don't want a fucking paycheck, you don't. And I was, I completely, like a complete clown bag, like dressed you down in front of these two. Like, and it was, it was, it was right. Like it's, I'm embarrassed now to tell it, right. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to cry on camera because I I don't do that, but. I'm embarrassed now to tell it because it's an embarrassing story and it's a shitty story and I was a shitty person in the moment for having done it. And I, I remember getting it. It was all done. What I've, I went far. And it was a good like 30 seconds of just like the meanest shit I could possibly say without like talking about your family. Right. I get done <clears throat> and it's quiet as fuck. And then I hear. <laughs> and it's somewhere crying. Summer's in the driver's seat fucking crying Damn. as we're driving back to Clarkson. You hurt my feelings. I did. But it not, not just hurt your feelings in like a loving way and something that I said. I was like, I was, it was dirty. It, yeah. was, it was just like, that's like the power of insecurity, man. That like you could, and I like you a lot. And I love you as a human, right? To have done that in such a way in front of those people was like such a fucking shitty, ugly, dumbass thing. And you came I, all this way to apologize. I'm not apologizing. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't. First of all, let me make sure. I didn't fucking say sorry. I did not cry and I didn't say sorry. Uh, I, I, I know. I, I, I am sorry. I am, oh, I am see, sorry. look at that. I, that was fucked up. Yeah. That was, that was. Uh, well, it's, yeah. I mean, listen. That was, that was fucked Thank up. you for your apology. You're that was a really crappy, I remember that evening. Was that was a shitty. very crappy evening. Um, I, I was waiting for the, did I pull over on the side of the road and make you get out? I no. didn't know if that was going to happen. No. Okay, I couldn't remember that. Um, Never kicked me out. When you, when you are, I mean, again, any business owner, <clears> any, <throat> even, even sometimes when, it's different when you work for someone than when you. Oh, when you, when you have all of the responsibility, right? right? There is a difference. There's a different level, um, of commitment to that. But when you're watching it crumble, you're everything else is, it's all, it is personal. Yeah. Right. And, and it's sensitive and it's hard and the pressures, um, are, are there. Yeah. So, but it sounds like that you've had a lot of time to think about it all and yeah well what's important is because now i'm in a position where i i get to mentor other people like yeah listen to me about how to build a business right (laughs) and that's like as as dumb as it sounds what not to do is is honestly way more important than what to do yeah what to do like a lot of these especially like online man like there's all these courses that these people are selling i'm sure i'll sell a course at some point that's not the point all these courses that people are selling are always talking about like, and then do these fuck, I'm going to give you like a no fail 10 step strategy and you fucking do this. And this is what the result's going to be like. Fuck. No, it's not. Because if you're doing these other 10 things that you are not supposed to do and you don't know you're not supposed to do them, you're going to fuck yourself out of a lot of money. So Mm -hmm. what's not like the things not to do to me, way more important. Right. Well, it's about the things that you learn while you're making those mistakes of what not to do. Right. If you always play it safe and here, you're not really, what do you, what are you learning from that? Right. Like how can, to me, if I'm like, oh, I, I did that or I, I maybe that went well, but if you analyzed and looked back and said, how could I have done that better? Right. And you're not having those questions and that self-awareness and anything that you do, whether it's, 
you know, playing with your kids or having family time or work, running your business, whatever it is, is, yeah. Hey, how could I, if there was a situation that you could improve and do better, that's what it's about. Right. Truly. I will say though, and this is, this is my, my new thing that I say to everybody. There are three rules that you can't fucking break. It's gotta be legal. It's gotta be moral and it's gotta be ethical. Like you can't, yeah. you, you can't, well, that's right. But, but look in that situation, right? Like in the car, if I had any, like, that's not moral. That's not, mo- first of all, it's not ethical. It's to treat your employees that way. But I've got a moral obligation, even if you're just my friend. Right. And not an employee. I have a moral obligation to treat you mm-hmm. as if I would want to be treated mm-hmm. in that way. Right. Like, right. This, this is like a, it's just like basic shit. Sometimes we forget that. Like, yeah. we, like the passion and the mm-hmm. insecurities combined can really make you forget a lot of shit and warp a lot of rules that shouldn't be warped. Those three are, you can't violate those. It's got to mm-hmm. be legal, moral, ethical. Well, and it's in the heat of the moment. And, and what I do, what I will say this about uh, kind of my appreciation about the position and for you is I never, you never saw me as a woman, even though I was a yeah. woman in the role. Sure. Like I was, that was never a, a factor, right? you know, I, I was, I, I was the only woman for a, and, and at, at Fort Campbell right. in Hopkinsville for a long time. Yeah, until Haley came along. Until Haley came along. Right. That's right. And, the, but, and then you brought another person. I did. We're, we're, we're not going to talk we're about We're not going to talk yeah, about it. Yeah. No, we're going yeah. to skip that. Yeah. Um, but I, I was actually pretty, you know, a lot of women worked in the company, not in Hopkinsville, but, you know, the, yeah. the Leesville crew, a lot of women yep. down there, right? Like yep. Denise ran the show and Kate's down there. I was, I was proud of our women because for that reason that I never thought that the women of PAA were there because they were women. They were there because they were smart. They mm-hmm. were there because they were, they were powerful and charismatic mm-hmm. and they knew how to do the job. Well, I never, I never let them do the fuck job, but they knew mm-hmm. they, I knew they could if mm-hmm. they needed to, right? Like it just mm-hmm. wasn't, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I'm also not tone deaf. I know that soldiers respond better to females than they do to males. I mean, that's just like, do we, is this a secret? Anybody not know that? Like soldiers will respond to the females in your business better than they do to men because that's just what happens. I'm not tone deaf to that, but at the same time, I never allowed the students to take advantage of that or myself to take advantage of that. Like, right. Well, you know, they're fucking girls. So I mean, I was out there washing airplanes for. Right. Right. You work just as hard as everybody yeah. else. Like we're not, we're not yeah. fucking around here. Right. I'm not paying you for nothing. No. I just want, want to make cold. sure. Yeah. Still getting your, still <laughs> yes. getting your money. Yes. My, my money's worth. That's right. That's right. right. So tail end now to finish up this relationship. Woo. That was, that was. I, because shortly thereafter, you would leave the company. It wasn't too long yeah. after, maybe about two or three months later. What finally for you was like, okay, um, I, can't, I, saw, I can't do it. I just saw the writing on the wall and I knew that it was the end and I, d- I needed to. Well, end, and, end of the company or just end of the relationship? No, end of the company. Okay. Whether, I mean, the relationship was the company or vice versa, whatever the case may be. I knew that you were, we were going to figure out. And I think I saw you a couple of times, maybe around. After I left, but then again, I do think that I've been taken care of very well and, and things just happen and progress for a reason, but, um, got a job offer that it was amazing. And, you know, even then led me to, to, to here to today. So I think that, you know, seasons, um, there's a great video. I'll share it with you that people come into your life for seasons, right? Right. Some stay for longer, some stay for shorter, but it's in that period of time what you were gaining from that relationship with that person so what'd so, you would you gain when you walked out now you're you're six years separated from it looking back what would you oh, gain out of that um 
you know, I'm not, I wasn't the best listener. All right. You know, I really wasn't. I, I um, needed to know, I wanted to know more information than I was, than I was privy to, even though before, you know, some of the things that I needed to do my job. Sure. Um, and I had, I mean, I'd never had anything, even my brothers and, you know, a, a pilot or a, so I, I was around and then my ex-husband being a the helicopter pilot, yeah. but I didn't have that aviation in the background. So I got to learn and be uncomfortable in a lot of places and a lot of things that I didn't know. Yeah. Um, so learning and didn't know being how to an do. environment that you didn't really know, but having an opportunity to fuck it up and learn was yeah. important. Yeah. So that you got, you got something out of that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And then there's a lot of things that I wish I was like, I'm sure the same thing with you given again, I'm like, Oh, we probably, you know, could have done that or let's do that, you know? So, but, but still those relationships, I still see, um, students, it were friends on social media or we'll, you know, see them passing here in Clarksville, um, today that, um, you know, say, Hey, and so definitely more friends with you than me. You know, I'm public enemy number one to most of them. Right. I can't wait to post your picture on my social media page. Jesus, man. You know, I'm sorry. Go ahead. (laughs) No, no. I mean, that's it. You know, I just. um, And then it was over. And then it was over. Just just like that. Well, it was, you know, I really did want you to do. I was, you know, a a silent cheerleader and was from from just the back end watching or the outside watching as you guys moved. Yeah. You know, moved down to Clarksville. Moved down to Clarksville. Bad idea. And then, um, I actually flew in with your airplanes, and you didn't probably even know. I didn't. Yeah, you know now. I told you. Yeah, you told me on the yeah. phone. Yeah, I told you on the phone. <laughs> Thank you, buddy. I didn't like yeah, take it. Like, I mean, I like like didn't take it like, in the middle of the night. Sinking, sinking ship, no money. Summer's joyriding <laughs> with whoever the fuck she's in the airplane with. All right, that's great. right. Thank you. I'm so happy. About I mean, that. I feel like I earned that. Yeah, well, <laughs> joyriding. You, you, honestly, you probably earned some equity. But yeah, that, that equity would be a losing position in the yeah. company. Yeah. So then, that was it. And then I just caught like wind. That, right, and yeah. then you were gone. And then I still had students. Uh, it's, it was probably up to a year, year and a half, two years after the fact yeah. um, that people would still ask about how to, how to, you know, to join right. and how to put an application in or get in front of the board or whatever it was. And you, because you were the face of it, right? yeah. like you had, you had, that should be, that should be like your, I suppose your lasting memento that yeah. you sort of made an impact so much so that people still yeah. well after you were yeah. gone sort of just figured you were the. You were the person. Yeah. Still have some board members from Hopkinsville that I, at the airport that I stay in oh, touch yeah. with. Yeah. So you don't know this because we haven't caught up on all well, that. I, yeah. I, you know. Yeah. Well, you know, I was to, to end this entire like flight school story so we can move on to things that people actually care about. Once this is important, I suppose, for all business people, money, money is a funny fucking thing. When you've got it, there's a lot of people that are on your side. Oh. When you don't have it, you are not only are people not on your side, they're against you. Some mm-hmm. people will go against you. Mm-hmm. And that is where that like for me. So I, we all know what we, we did wrong. I didn't let people lead the company the way it should have been led. I should have given up, yielded more control, if you want to say to you and to Denise and to Kate and whoever else I should have given up more control and allowed myself to do what I was good at and allowed other people. I should have invested more in fixing the company and then growing it instead of spending money on what I thought was important because I was really short-sighted in the moment, right? And, the, you know, the flight school probably still, maybe, I wouldn't say still, probably would still be around to mm-hmm. some degree, probably mm-hmm. not as big as it was. I mean, it was big. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we, mm-hmm. Big and at one point made a lot of money. But mm-hmm. 
when the money dried up and it started to go south, and you had already left at this point, a lot of the people really showed their true colors to me in a way that I had not, I thought I was a business person. I had not yet experienced what you don't know business until you know business. Mm-hmm. And it's a fucking cutthroat, mm-hmm. ruthless, take no prisoners mm-hmm. shit. Mm-hmm. And when you are on the line for money, the other person on the other side will do whatever it takes to get that money back. Right. Like, and some people with the whatever it takes is not necessarily legal. Yeah. Like they, they will go far. Right. So I, th- that, that was a big learning point for me was going through this. Now we owe people a lot of money, which we paid them all back. We paid everybody back that we owed. Good. Uh, Proud of you. Worked hard for that. I'm sure you did. It was well, not Well, that's fun. great. Right. Everybody that we owed paid back. All yeah. the, the, the fuelers that were owed money, the aircraft people that were owed money. Uh, we had, I remember we had one airplane that was repossessed in the middle of the night. I had to go pay it and get that back. I heard about that I one. I remember she called me like, hey, where's the airplane? I'm like, well, if you don't know, I don't fucking know because I haven't seen it. I'm not flying it. Um, paid all those people back. That was while I was there. Uh, was it? In Hopkinsville? No, it happened. Oh, it was it in happened Hop- Clarksville. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, yes. was, it was a Clarksville. Okay. They, they yeah, took yeah, it. yeah. She probably yeah. just called you. I think you, she you, called you, me and said, hey, this aircraft's missing. Right. And just, I was like, yeah. yeah. We had an airplane. There's an airplane just, missing. Just fucking took the airplane and left. She said, have you ever had an airplane go missing? And I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah. I got the call. I was like, fuck, they probably took it. Like, here we go in the middle yeah. of the night. And that was after I told them, I'm like, hey, I need like a couple more weeks to pay the bill. And they just came down that night and fucking That's swiped it, it and then yeah. took it. But I think, I think the company, like I said, we ran the company with integrity, but stupidly, right? Like company was run like we're honest. We're not going to fuck you over, but also we're not really sure if we're fucking ourselves over because we don't really know how all of this thing is supposed to work. However, the true reason of the company's demise was because we lost the contract with Mount West College, right? Mm -hmm. Like that, that Mm -hmm. was our single source of income. Mm -hmm. Lost it. It was gone. Done. Right. Like you can't. Yeah. And we had no other way of people weren't flying privately. People weren't paying for it. There was no other way. That was really, if that continued, the company would have continued to be a shitty, inefficient company, but it wouldn't have crashed like it did. Mm-hmm. Once that dried up and it was like overnight, I remember I was walking through the airport terminal in Knoxville to go somewhere and they were like, yeah, uh, the contract is canceled. I'm like, okay, well, cool. We'll finish out the summer. They're like, no, no, no. It's canceled now. now. I was like, well, fuck like now now like to today now it's over and i remember calling everybody i was like uh yo we got a problem and it's over now now so do all the stuff finish off as many people as we can uh all the people that came got them their certificates and blah 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 they all go away now there's a whole group of people that and you remember these groups of people that uh came to the school with the intention of doing stuff and then didn't do stuff. Yes. But for a backstory for the, anybody's listening, here's the deal. You come to the school, you pay for your money or the school, you know, they, they pay on your behalf, whoever's paying for you. In this case, it was the government's paying on their behalf. We pay for those hours that you are to fly up front because it's a lease payment type thing. If you don't fly those hours, they're gone. Now we managed to work it so that even when people wouldn't show up for two or three months at a time, we had enough other people to put in the queue that we could sort of shift the hours around. Once it started to die off, 
those people who had not done anything sort of realized that they were on a short string Mm -hmm. and they would be held Mm -hmm. liable for some stuff. So they started Mm -hmm. like, Hey, uh, I got, I'm ready now. I got to get my stuff done. I'm like, okay, well you got a month to get in here and get it done. Otherwise the door's going to, and there's some of them that came in and they squeeze it out in a couple of weeks and they left. Yeah. There were a lot of them. That we had a couple not, that were really serious about it and got well, it done. Yeah, when they figured out that yeah. shit was going for they're like, okay, I'm, I'm in. So yeah. those people came in, we got them done, used a lot of our personal money to get them done, whatever. The other ones who didn't come in, once it was all said and done, they got contacted about this money situation. Oh. This is the part that you don't know. Like no. that happened completely after. Like they got contacted like, hey, uh, saw that we paid for this a year and a half ago and it's not reporting as done. Did you do it? And then they were like, well, we couldn't do it because there were this problem and this problem and like maintenance, this and the school that and JR Weather, this yeah. and blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah. We couldn't do it. And like, okay. So then they would call me and I was like, yo, I will fully admit when we had like maintenance issues that fuck shit up. Uh, that guy is not one that got fucked over by this. Like the people who got fucked over by it, we fixed them. Yeah. We took care of them. Yeah. This guy just didn't show up. Right. There's one guy in my mind specifically that I'm thinking of. Who I was, might know. Yeah. yeah. This guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, cause I don't want to go into everybody, yeah. but this guy like totally like he, he called me all kinds of names and emails. I wish I still had the emails and I could show you like all kinds of names. This guy's, he's a crook. He's a scam artist. He's a blah, 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 this, that. This guy's like living off the hog. He took all the money and he's living in his big ass. I'm like, what the fuck? And this dude was supposedly like a friend of mine, but the money dried up. Mm-hmm. And when the money dried up, people get really fucking testy. Mm-hmm. And he tried to take me to task and he said, I am going to press criminal charges on that guy and yada, yada. Like it was, it was a big deal. And wow. I'd, ne- I'd never experienced that. And he got a group of people around him to sort of rally onto his thing. Like yeah. a little petition thing going up of, of like the, the fucked over students of JR. <laughs> like we're going to, I never got a call Yeah, it was, to sign that. Here's, here's <laughs> how, here's how it ultimately got fixed. I said, I responded to the emails because it's third party between the people that paid them and me. And I said, yeah. look, here's the deal. If they call me at any time and I put my number and my email in there, if they call me at any time, Tell me exactly the times it was that they tried to come in. I will go back because we have electronic records and I'll look and I'll tell you for sure if they tried to do it or if we effed it up. I mean, the records are public and I can send them to you immediately if you need to. So they said, yeah, send us the records. And then that was the end of it. They, they all just sort of, sort of went away, pitter pattered away. Yeah. Right. That was my first experience with like, wow, these are friends of mine, people that respected me. I was the guy I was helping them out. And then suddenly the money was gone and they were like, I'm a fucking get you. Yeah. Well, it was sad. They were military guys too. Right. So it was like, wow. And then, you know, the debtors, the creditors, like everybody, it was just like completely, it's complete anarchy. I just learned from that experience. I know I'm rambling. I just fucking learned that money is a different thing, man. You start messing with money, people. And you were, you were by yourself facing all that music. Really? Yeah. Right. Yeah. It was me at that point. Everybody had quit. And yeah. It was just like me. And I was like, and nobody knew I was homeless at that point. Like nobody knew I was like, I could not le- make legit can't PSA. afford to live. I got to fucking live in my car right now. Nobody knew any of that stuff. So I think they probably felt good, like ribbing me. because They thought I was like off right. all this cash. Like, bro, there is no cash. Right. It's over. It's done. 
Right. So yeah, that that's all that. Happened. Wow. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, don't be sorry. Fuck it. Well, I remember crying in my car after I got called and you have tears. Yeah, apparently I was crying because I had to decide if I was going to send this money to pay this guy who said he was going to sue the shit out of me or if I was going to send money home so that I could pay child support for Avian. Yeah. And that was I remember that would be in a like a weird ass kind of like uh-huh. wow, decision, like thinking, is, how did I get here? Right. Like, how the fuck did yes. I like this, I know. Is, this yeah. is fucking stupid. Right. I didn't. Right. I, I split it. I. You made I, it work. I made it work. I told right. the guy, like, I finally, like, got, got the courage. And I was like, yo, fuck it. it this is, yeah. I can't. And right. We're going to make this work. You're going to do. And then I rebuilt myself. Yada, yada. Great. Okay. Point is, money changes people. And if you don't run a business the right way and protect yourself, you're going to get fucked. Like yeah. I did. Yeah. And then spend, like, you know, four or five years trying to rebuild yourself. I get, I'm telling, it goes back to that whole vision and plan. You know, be it ready. really does. Be ready. I mean. Success is coming. Yeah. And if you can't, you're not going to be the one to manage it. Find somebody. Right. And then let them. Right. Surround yourself. Because what you, when you were saying all this, it was just more apparent. And I didn't have, you know, I was a lot younger at the time and didn't understand a lot of things. Yeah. And, and, and just experience, life experiences, right? So right. I wouldn't, I didn't know how to, how to um, work through this. But now looking at it, hindsight always, of course, is 2020. But um, surround yourself by the, with people that compliment you, meaning not, Hey, JR, you look great today. Yeah. Not that compliment. Yeah. Right. But that work through your weaknesses. Yes. Right. Because you, there's only, um, so much that you can do on your own that you need that. Like, I mean, that is like, and pride and ego can't get in the way of that. Possibly the best business advice ever given. You just gave it on this podcast. Thanks. You're I mean, welcome. only by all you're, the, you're welcome. Thank sister. you. You're Thank welcome. you. All the, all the bruises, right? Yeah. Well, you, you know, same. I hope so. I mean, at this point, running your head against the wall, like blunt trauma. That's big, man. Like, yeah. so, because there are people that can run your business that don't compliment you. Yes. Right. And that is just as bad. Right. Like you'll get, it'll be fun. You've got to go do things that you are good at doing. Yeah. I can't be the Widget screw, you know what right. I mean? That's not, that's not my, it, but if I, you get me doing that, I'm not going to grow a company. Right. Right. So I can't get lost in the day-to-day task. I'm a visionary. I, I like to think outside the box and ideas, <laughs> and then I don't know how it's going to get done. Right. But if, we, if you can vision it and then you surround yourself by people that are going to help you get it right. done, then that's and, what and it's about. But people, people that like vibe with you. Yes. That's big. Yes. Because and you have it, to trust them yeah. and they have to trust you. Right. So it has to, it has to be mutually, um, agreed, you know, both ways. If they, if they don't vibe with you, it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. It's not going to mm-hmm. work. If they're good at their job and they don't vibe, it's going to be right. fucked up because they're right. always going to think, well, I could be doing this way better right. than you. Like there's right. always going to be that struggle, that challenge. Yep. And then the other way, if they vibe with you and they can't do shit, that's, yeah. which is where most people are. They find people that can vibe with them, but right. they can't do the job. They're, that are cool to hang out with. Awesome. I can hang out with a lot of people that are cool after work. Right. Right. Exactly. I want to hang out with people that want the same things that I want to help me to get there. I had a friend, good friend of mine, probably watching. I love you. Not going to say your name. I got to stop saying I'm not going to say I'm just not fucking saying anybody's name. But good. Great friend. Love this guy. Wrote me and said, hey, man, I love what you're doing with your company. This new watch company that we've got, which we'll talk about, I'm sure. And I'd I'd love to work for you and I'll work for free. And I want to do this job that revolves around marketing. And I said, uh, I don't, first of all, I think you're a bit overqualified for the job. That's number one. And that was honest. I mean, it's, 
dude's really experienced in things and way more than we need for what we've got going on. But secondly, I don't need that right now. Mm-hmm. Here's a point I want to make with this. It's super easy to take people in your organization that are your friends that say they'll work for free. It's really fucking hard to get rid of them. It is nearly, once they come on board to get rid of them, it's really, really difficult. Mm-hmm. You should really take your time with hiring people mm-hmm. and then really learn to fire quickly when shit's not working. That's huge. Big. Fire quick. And honestly, the person that you're firing, you're doing them a favor. Doing you both a favor. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's not going to work for you. It's rip not, the bandaid off. Yes. Yeah. If yeah. it's not jiving and it's not working, you got to. There's so many times as business people, like we think if we fire somebody like, oh my God, and then what's going to happen and they're not going to be able to make ends meet like, yo, they'll be fine. Yeah. You're, you're right. They'll be fine. Yeah. Um, when you were saying about um, <coughs> fire them quickly, you know, is they are probably very relieved that the, because they understand that they're not doing, right. you know, that job. Um, but outlining and knowing what that person what you need, yeah. what you need, not what they need. And not what they want to do. Right. What yeah. you need for them to do and where that weakness is. Exactly. But you really have to stop and have some time to think about and envision your business yes. on what that gap is that someone, what that person looks like to yes. fulfill. Gotta be like the exact thing for me that I said in my, I remember, and I don't even think I said this to him, but I, I thought you're going to be good in my business someday for some job. Yeah. It's not what you said you want to do. Right. Right. Like, right. And that's okay. Right. Because this isn't, this part's not the friendship. Yeah. This part's the business. Old JR from flight yeah. school days would have been like, fuck yeah, I'm going to take it. it. Let's do it. Let's take everybody. And they'd be like 16 dudes doing like the same job and not yeah. all sure whether they're not, I'm, no way I'm going to do that yeah. today. Right. And like, no free work. Right. I mean, and no. Never. Because there's no value. You know, and a lot of times, a lot of people say, well, I have a volunteer to do this. Again, no volunteer. I mean, no. I love to volunteer. Volunteer and give hard work and then, and then go, right. right? Yeah. But if you're volunteering, and, and I might be transitioning too much, but into some of the realms that we talk about, oh, we have a volunteer to do our social media, or we have a volunteer to do this. If there is not an expectation or a layout of what that volunteer social media content right. postings whatever it looks like it's it's just i'll do it when i get to it right right life happens things get in the way and you gotta have some skin in the game exactly and if they're if they're volunteering and you've done all that stuff and you've made an entire list they're not going to be so inclined to complete the stuff on the list they'll modify it maybe right. they'll do half because right. they're not they're not getting paid they're doing you right. a favor right yo this is business right don't do me any fucking favors right right yeah favors cost me yeah. A lot yep. of money, a lot of pride. It made me grow a lot, but favors cost me. I don't need that. I need business now. Yeah. Right. Great. And that's where we're at. We were meeting with someone today and they, and they pretty much said, we're unapologetic about being deliberate about our business. All right. I was like, I'm going to write that on the wall and say, I wrote yeah. It. yeah, you know, and, and that's, that was the vibe. That's like, this is the business that we're in and we want to tell everybody that's what we're doing. Right. And I just thought, wow, good for you. And they're not, apologizing for saying that that's the business that they're in and they're going for that. Sure. So, I mean, if it works for them, yeah. good on them. Yeah. Yeah. So I sh- you should run a business however you think it should be run. As long as again, the wheels are on the fucking yeah. bus. Right? And those like, three things you said, legal, moral, ethical, gotta be. Yeah. Hey, Summer. Hi, JR. That was a lot. That man. was. We, we caught up on a lot we of caught stuff. Six, I think I, eight I, years of stuff. Yeah. I was sweating there for Were a second. You? Yeah. Yeah. Probably, probably a suit. 
You know, it, it, I, I'm not going to like sit back tonight and think, I wonder how how many hours he thought about what a jerk he was to me that a day. long time. Long I'm sorry. Time. Yeah. I wrote, not, I wrote some handwritten letters to people to apologize to. For you have mine in there? Did. Nope. Okay. No, because it's a it's a person. It's a face to face. Yeah, so you're this. You're just the same fucking person as you were before. I'm just like you know, in my mind, I just want to like reach over the table and deck you, but yeah. like ah, oh, god. Yeah, feelings okay. mutual. Yeah, fair <clears> enough. That's 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 brotherly love. That's right. Love. Yes. We're, we're not fucking. Okay. <laughs> no. I just, just want to make sure. Jeez. Everybody sees this. Yes. I know how awkward it makes Summer to for have people to please. You know, it's gonna be on Facebook now. Oh. Summer and Jr. Fucking. Do not tag me in this. Yeah, I am gonna. No. Oh, I'm gonna so tag no. you. In this. I'll, I'll tag you the, in the bleeped out version. Thank you. There's a lot of quarters in the jar. All right. So. Now we said all that shit. So we got the story. Everybody knows who you are. They know who I am. They know what we're doing. We talked about business. Hopefully they got something out of that stuff. Our long ass apology session, which it was mostly me apologizing to you. I don't know if you said sorry for some of the shit that you did, like crying in my office on a daily basis. Summer Summer would cry so much. I God, would. I don't remember. Uh, yeah, those, that phase is over. Thank God. Yes. Because it was just like, I don't re- I think yeah. that also gave me like, I felt like I had the authority to jack with you for that, but that was, <laughs> that's probably a bad thing. So, okay. So now we've, we both run businesses. They've <laughs> failed. Now we're yeah. both running businesses that are working. Yes. Now, and we're, yours is working really well. Yeah. I mean, this is a so really blessed. nice office. Mm-hmm. Mine Thank is working you. well. It's going to, it's going to be even better soon, but this is good. This Thank is big. Thank you. Yeah. I used to, I used, to, I used to call you the panda, right? Oh yes, yeah. you did. Do you remember? I you do remember, remember why? that because pandas are ag- aggressive. Well, I don't uh, remember because because panda, pandas are basically carnivores that don't know. They've oh, got yeah. they've got all the 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 hardware for it, right? Like yeah. they've, they've got the teeth. Oh yeah, yeah, maybe they've got yeah. the jaw strength. They just live in bamboo and they eat that. They just right. don't know that they're supposed know. to eat yeah. meat. I've always thought that about you as a business person. Like she's a a business panda like it has the hardware to do it all mm-hmm. just really just likes eating bamboo and now you've moved on to being a fucking polar bear filet mignon exactly you're out here crushing it whatever yeah, whatever that, whatever that yeah. so let's talk now <clears throat> okay my, my project that i want to do is help ten thousand veterans make 10 grand a month in their business online or wherever right what a great vision mission Right. Goal. That's what I. That's what I want, right? Like Gary V. Every like we're all students of Gary V. In this business yeah. now, everybody mm-hmm. watches fucking Gary V. Whether you get want to all or not. his texts that exactly. he sends. Yeah. Then I go over to Grant Cardone to make sure I know what kind of jet I'm going to buy when I finally buy one, and then back to Gary V. to okay. keep me humble. Yeah. You know, I just go back mm-hmm. and forth. Mm-hmm. But that's what I want to do. I want to help people get to a position where they can decide whether financial independence through their own business is a good idea, or and I think ten grand a month is just a good number to be at where you can go. The amount of work it took me to do this is something I'm willing to continue. The yeah. amount of work it took me to do this is not something I'm willing to. And then you go be an right. employee for the rest of your life. So right. let's talk from the, the position of a veteran who has an idea for a business, wants to start something up, whatever it might be. Throw out some things. Could be random. No particular order. No particular level of importance. Just like some things that you know we need to think about immediately once you start saying, yeah, I want to open a business from all the shit that you've learned. Okay. So first is, are you passionate about it? Right. I mean, when people say that, it's like, okay, yeah, yeah. Are you passionate? No, but I mean, like, do you get excited every morning when you get up and want to do it? Do you want to learn from it? Do you want to tell other people that you're doing it? Because if you don't want to talk about it and you don't want to tell other people, that's probably not the thing that you need to spend some time and energy on. Got it. So, and then does it help or solve something? Right. Okay. So do 
what is what is the need? What is the what is the thing? What is the consumer doing? What is it doing for them? Right. They could, and and everyone loves <laughs> our veterans, but they don't want to know what it's about you. They really want it to be about the consumer, about them. Mm. I mean, mm. real. What? Yeah, I just made a podcast about that. Yeah. yeah. Right. yeah. Oh, see, I haven't listened to your podcast. Yeah, I'm going to start after see, this. But it's like, yeah. it's, see, it's right yeah, here. Yeah. Would, yeah so it's about them, right? Yeah. And the first thing, if you already have, if you don't have a business yet and you're considering on starting it, I do 100%. Once you find out what that thing is that you're passionate about and it solves a problem, helps a need, has a need um, or a solution is create that vision board, mm. a one-year vision board a three-year vision board, a five-year and put it away somewhere or keep it in a notebook, but keep it in your office and look at it and then see about like every three months, six months. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you, those things will come into reality. What's on the vision board? So like you've got a vision board, what's on it? What do you so, put on it? Um, well, let's, let's office space. So we started out of my basement for, you know, for a few months um, because we didn't know how to, you know, we didn't want to have an expense of an office, but we put an office space on the vision board. Um, help, you know, an employee um, to help solve and help us maintain um, the things with clients. And then, I, you know, I know we talked about money being a lot of the um, money changes people, but a money that a, a, a financial goal that you really will make a difference for you and your family or whatever that is and write that down. Right. And, and the sky, I really do believe if you dream it and vision it, it will come. And then what do you do when it gets there? So, uh-huh. you know, whether you're cutting, I mean, you can look at vision boards on Pinterest and all those things and find out what your client looks like, how many widgets you want to sell that month, who your customers look like. Do you want to have a storefront, you know, What's your social media audience? If that's something that's, you know, that's um, going to help your business grow. What's your staffing look like? Um, is there a, something, a scalable outside of that product? Do you want to stay in one region? Do you want to be in multiple locations? All of those things yeah. could be like, you know what? No, I really just want to be here and I want to have this. So I think that there's some, and that is vision board doesn't take an hour. Sure. It's a long process and yeah. maybe some journaling too sure. in that. So that's is, is vision board a, a living thing. Like you can go back and change it as you learn more about the business. Can you go? I think you can modify it. I think that whatever those vision boards are, let's say we do one in January because New Year's is coming around, right? Yeah. A great time to write a vision board for 2020. And how awesome is that? 2020 vision. Get hey. it? I know. Right. Um, but you could do one for 2020, 2021, and then relook at that. And then when January next year, 2021 comes around, look back and see what changes you want to make to that yeah. or supplement to it. Okay. So, um, so those are the, those are my first things. Find out what you're passionate about, yep. figure out what the need is. Solve, and then a do problem. A, solve a problem. Talk about the consumer yes. vision board. Yes. And then, um, when you figure <laughs> out who that customer is and h- how are you going to tell them about your product? Yeah. Right. Is it a social media? Are, are you terrible at social media? You know, um, is there someone in your family or close network that is good at it that can help you just learn the ropes of that? Yeah. Um, but if you have a social media page, a website, there's tons of resources out there um, that you can have a website for cheap. It doesn't have to be a lot. Websites are always modifiable, right? For yeah. places for people to go um, to find out more information, but have your information consistent. Okay. Your business name, 
your phone number. Consistency across all the platforms. All, all the platforms. Yeah. Making sure that um, that company description is, is written really well about what it is that makes you different. Why you. Yeah. So one of the things that um, you really want to know is why you and be really confident and unapologetic about that. Mm. Right. This is why me and this is how I'm different. Yeah. Um, because that, and then that needs to be heard on everything that you do. Sure. So we talk about having like five or eight different positioning statements or those types of statements that we call them for companies to define themselves. Okay. So that can be, you want examples of those? So if like, if you, um, have, um, you're the only one in Tennessee that sells this product or it's handmade or it's one of a kind or it's, you know, custom, whatever that is. Yeah. And then if it's, if you have a best price point or if you have uh, financing available or delivery available or whatever, right? those are how yeah. long you've been in the business. Whatever the value prop is, you want yes. to break that down to, into as many points as you can to talk and about it. Why does it matter to the consumer? Right. Not why does it matter to you? Right. From Why does their, it matter to the from consumer? From their point of view. Yes, from right. their point of view. So, but bef- that's a website thing. Before we got to, to just the no, things yeah. you're going to think about. Yeah. Passionate. It solves a problem. It's mm-hmm. about the consumer. Mm-hmm. They got to create a vision board for what mm-hmm. the company would look like. And then they got to figure out how they're going to get in front of the, cu- the customers. How they're different. And then, and then how, what, what that message is when they get in front of the customer. Right. So that, that's what, if you're, if you're right now, you're a vet and you're like, okay, I'm about to launch a business. From Summer's mouth, she's a, she, I mean, she runs a marketing company. You should listen. This is what you need to do. Figure out if you're passionate about it. Passion means different things to different people. But I think we can all agree, if you're not excited about something, you're probably not passionate about it. Yeah. Excited doesn't mean like jumping off the walls, bouncing up and down. It just means it consumes you when you think about it so much so that you can't help but want to do something about it. Mm-hmm. Because then if you're passionate, you'll focus on the details. Right? Mm-hmm. De- details come with mm-hmm. passion. If you're not mm-hmm. passionate, you don't give a fuck about the details. And details are going to matter. And passion, you don't sometimes don't care about the pay. Right. Exactly. Which, which is going to be good. It's going to be good because your ass ain't making no money. No. <laughs> um, which is a good thing to talk about money when we get into to like actually launching the business. So solves a problem. This is a hard one for a lot of businesses to do. For example, watches. We sell watches now, by the way, Avian Watch Company yeah. sponsored this podcast. I like that uh, the cameras died before I could show everybody's <laughs> fucking watches, but at least uh, I'll figure out some way to put it on the, on the thing. Anyway, um, our watches don't solve a world problem. It's not like, man, I wish I had something that could tell me the time. Yeah, okay, your Apple Watch. Right, fucking. right. The problem that we're solving is there are particular design, a particular style of design watches with particular materials that are inaccessible to the people whose image is exploited in order to market them. So specifically, I'm talking about aviation watches. The big companies market aviation watches using aviation as the backdrop. Planes are cool. Fighter jets are cool. Whatever, whatever. And then they price them at $5,000 and above. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, well, fuck. Mm-hmm. I, a pilot, can't afford that. Mm-hmm. So it's not just about the price. It's about the accessibility. Like, mm-hmm. I, we're not doing it cheaply. We're just bringing the price down to where you can access it. Yeah. So that when you think about solving a problem, you got to yeah. be creative. It's not yeah. always like, I'm solving world hunger. World, right. Or water. Right. Whatever. Exactly. Yeah. That jacket doesn't solve a problem, but right. somebody figured out a way to, to talk about it. Yeah. Uh, vision board. I know you got to go. So I'm like, no, I'm you're fine. Here. I was just looking and seeing how long uh, I've been chatting with you. Vi- vision board, uh, which is big. And you said uh, big things to put on there, your financial goals, how much you want to make. 
I think that's super important. And I'm going to list my stuff here in a second. Uh, the space you want to be in, how much space you're going to need, how much space you want. And it's totally cool, right, to put on a vision board what you want, yeah. not just what you need. Because yes. that's what you're passionate yes. about is pursuing what you ultimately want, not just what you need to survive. You can't on the vision board. I really want to I really want to like let like hear this. If you are not going to vision it for yourself, no one else is going to vision Fucking it for amen. you. Yeah. yeah. No one else is going to tell you what you are going to go after. Yeah. yeah. Only you are going to be able to set that. Nobody is going to give you a fucking invitation to your business. No. That's not how it works. And this vision board isn't for anybody else's approval. It is for you only. Yep. You know, you can share it if you want to with your significant other or whatever, your partner. But it is for you to be true to who you are and wanting that business to grow. Right. So don't set it, don't pull it back for exactly. what the potential is. And as long as you can do things legally, morally, ethically in line with that board, that's where you're going. Yeah. And if, and if the business doesn't work out along the way to that vision, that's okay because you would not have wanted it to work out a different way because you weren't passionate about it. Yeah. Right. If, if it takes on a life of its own and you start changing the vision along the way, I think that's okay. Yeah. If you get way off track to where you've got a completely different business idea that now you're not passionate about, but you're making a lot of money, it's just not going to be right. It's not going to be something you want to do. Right. Fair enough. All right. right. Um, and then uh, how to get in front of your customers, how to tell them who you are. These are things yeah. you should say, whether it's going to be social media, if your customers don't live there. Well, if your customers live on social media, because it's not enough to say social media in 2020, like where are they? Are your customers on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter? Where exactly are these customers? Learn it. And f focus on that platform where they are mm -hmm. and learn the fuck out of it. Mm -hmm. You got to be a master mm -hmm. of it. Mm -hmm. Right? You got to be like, and that doesn't mean like collect the most followers. It means have the most mm -hmm. engagement mm -hmm. that leads to the most mm -hmm. leads, that leads to the most conversion. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. don't learn the fuck yeah. out of it. Be a, be a ninja. Be a ninja. Be a ninja. Be a ninja. Be a panda. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. So that's your list of what you've got to think about. Yeah. Um, I got a list. It's shorter than yours. Okay. Four things. So I, I said this on my Instagram the other day. Four things I I'm think about. Write your four things down. That's fair. It's probably not right. So I mean, I wouldn't. Can I, wouldn't. I go? Eh, yeah, right. If like, it's wrong, don't fucking think about this stuff. Right. Um, four things that I think are important to think about if you're about to get into business. The first, I guess, I should just list them. Um, assuming you know what this product is or this idea is, you've progressed from the thought stage to the idea stage where you've got something solid. First thing is, how are you going to produce it? Second thing is, how are you going to deliver it? Third thing is, how are you going to support it? And mm -hmm. the fourth thing is, who is your customer? Mm -hmm. These are four things I tell mm -hmm. people to think about. How are you going to produce it matters, right? If I'm like, you know what I want to do? I want to make tables. Okay, great. How you can make one table, two table, three, if you're going to make 30 tables to sell to people, that's a way different bulk order for 30 wholesale pieces of wood than it is for one. Yeah. And now we're talking supply chain stuff. Yeah. I got to figure out if I can actually get 30 pieces of wood like this. I right. got to figure out if I've got to have different vendors, how far away those vendors are, how the hell I get that to me, how long it takes. Lead, I mean, so many things that people like don't think about production wise mm -hmm. that will bite them in the ass when it's time to scale. Well, when you're going to, where you're going to store it, how much is that? Right. Yeah. Like how, how are we going to produce this item? Because yep. it's got to be something that can be done at scale. Yeah. And if you can't do that at scale, then you've got a hobby and it's yes. not a business. Unless you're going to charge like a hundred grand per table and make one a year, you get, there's no way you're going to do it. Right. So how you produce it, uh, super important. How you deliver it. Now, me being an e-com guy now 
and having somebody that I'm really close with that sells on eBay, I understand very well the logistics of like delivering shit to a customer. That can instantly kill your bottom line mm-hmm. if you're not paying attention to mm-hmm. shipping. Like, mm-hmm. it, like the little things, like shipping something the size of this book versus the size of this laptop, even if they were the same weight, there's a different size, different dimension, mm-hmm. different consideration. There's a big cost associated yep. with getting things to people. Yeah. And as silly as that sounds, like ship, like people don't understand that that's a big thing. How yeah. are you going to make tables? Okay, that's cool. How are they going to get to the customer? Mm-hmm. Because if the, the next thing you think about, which is uh, how are you going to support the product and who the customer is, if the customer is in, you know, I don't know, Nebraska, and you are building tables in Florida, and you have a warranty on this table, how are you going to support it in Nebraska? Mm-hmm. Like, who's your support network? Right. Do you have authorized dealers? Right. Who are these customers? How do they know about you? Like, yeah. there's a whole, we need to figure out those things first, because if we don't, when we finally go to scale a business, and I'm sure you've probably seen this in marketing, there are a lot of unscalable businesses mm-hmm. because there's no way that we're going to be able to produce, produce this. As, well, I don't want to lose the personal, like, okay. Right. Now you're a hobby. Yeah. You're not a business. Yep. For a business, it's got to be something that we can produce at scale that customers actually want. Look at Yeti, for example. You know the cooler people? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They charge, I don't know, 400 bucks for a cooler, but their customers buy them because they know exactly what their customer wants. They figured out how to produce it, and they figured out how to get it there with a price that the customer would still be willing to buy because mm-hmm. they solved a really, really, really big problem. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So it's possible to mm-hmm. sell expensive shit or big shit you just got to really think through it, mm-hmm. which is why who the customer is, is the mm-hmm. last one. Like I got to figure out who this person is because if I right. don't know all this stuff is for naught. So that's my four. Yeah. That I make, like it. That makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. All right. The, the five things that we talk about when you're talking about demographic for this is, so this is all growing your business and starting it, right? This yeah. is once you get it and you know, and you have your business name and all those things, then it really comes down to how are you telling? Yeah. That, that customer about what your product is sure. and, and, and all the other things that you listed. But, um, it's a, for us, the five things on marketing is demographic. So you were saying that that's what made me think about it. How many people are in the market? So that's reach. Yeah. Right. Are you reaching enough people that are interested in your product? Yeah. Are you reaching too many of them? Sure. Okay. Are you reaching to, are there only, you know, four people that want a table that might not be the business for you. Right. Um, and then, um, uh, frequency. Are you talking to them often about your product? Yeah. Cause I don't see your avian watch one time. I right. got to see it several times yes. and remember until I'm, you're branded, right. you know, and then, um, consistency, hmm. consistency's Consistency and frequency are pretty big, right? Yeah. But then here's the kicker. And this is why I said, why are you different? Figure out what your different, what your uh, positioning statements are. And that's your message. Right. So constantly t- saying that message. Yes. To the right people, to enough of them over and over for a long period of time. I am so, so just make sure that we, we switched over. So now yeah. we, we, you know, we talked about, you've got your five things and my four things of what you have to look at to get into a business before your business is even viable. So now we're into, okay, this is a real thing. We got to do it. Those five things matter so much, especially frequency and consistency. Yeah. Because I have noticed 
And maybe this is because I'm a younger guy. So maybe I don't remember a time in brick and mortar businesses where you didn't have to do this. I don't think people understand the volume of information that's transmitted online on a daily basis to a consumer. Because you fucking posted a post on Facebook and you boosted it doesn't fucking mean anyone saw it. One percent of your organic is getting viewed. Thank you. One percent. Like and that's like you're converting one percent of anybody that actually comes to your website if you're e-com. They already know about you. So that's like one percent of the one percent of this shitty ass number of people that have viewed you. Like, no, that doesn't matter. Like it drives me insane when I see especially veteran owned businesses they are like, well, we made a post on Facebook today. We'll make another one in two weeks. Like, no, you're going to make another one tomorrow. Right. And then you're going to start doing two a day. Yeah. And then three a day yep. and then eight a day. You know, I think I run into some of these people who think like it's not, you're not in a store. In other words, like I'm not walking into Nordstrom and you keep coming up to me and going like, hey, you want this jacket? Hey, you want this jacket? Hey, you right. want like. Online, it's different. Yeah. Everybody, even your followers, don't see everything all right. the time. The algorithm right. cuts your shit out yes. and only puts it in front of the people that they think need to see it. And then sometimes the people that you, they know you want to see it and they want to hold it back because they want your money. That's right. Right. Yeah. So you posting five times a day, which might seem like I just don't want to bug people to get in their faces. They didn't see the first four. They didn't see it. Like right. it, they scrolled right past it without even noticing. Right. You so if you I mean? don't want to bug people, then you're not in business. Right. Right. You need to leave. Yes. Okay. Good. So we're, <laughs> Sorry. Right, just hey, <laughs> you know. truth. Oh yeah. no, the cameras aren't recording. Yeah. Uh, true love. If that thing's still on, yeah. yeah. Everybody, just like that's that's what it is, man. Yeah. You got to get in you front of people. Be wanting to tell people. And the other thing with this that I want to say about social media, and I know and and love some Gary V too, and all the social media platforms that are out there, whether it's. Twitter and TikTok and LinkedIn and Instagram and Pinterest and whatever, all the things, right? You could name them all. There's probably more Snapchat. I don't know. Whatever. Right. Snapchat's on there. You don't own those. Nope. Somebody else owns that. One day that may all go away. Mm -hmm. How are you going to talk to the people that bought those watches? Right. You know, so having, owning your own data and owning that information. And when we say own it, like you're a, you get a customer, keep that information. They already know, like, and trust you. Yes. Remind them, talk to them, ask them for referrals, ask them for reviews. Right. That's all free stuff. And it's not, it's not like in bad taste to ask. No. You're not bothering me. No. Compose an email, send them an email. Thanks for, you know, purchasing this. Right. Shoot us a review here, knowing that they like your, you know. Sure. Hoping that they like your product or that. And play Google's Google's game with that. Ask them for those Facebook recommendations because people want to know. That's what the whole thing of social media is. What am I missing out? What does somebody yes. else help that have that I don't? Right. Well, if you have one review that is five star, well, you don't seem like you've been consumed. Sure. And social, social proof. And the, first, I want to play devil's advocate uh, so, with something that you said that now I've already forgotten what it was oh. that you said. There was something good that you said. Oh, uh, you can rewind. There's always. Yeah, I'll, I'll go back. Okay. I'll, I'll figure it out. Yeah. But, you know, like for our products. All of our products are five-star rated, but there are not a lot of five-star ratings on our website. So this would be one of the places where it'd be like, well, JR, I think you're kind of a hypocrite here because there are not a lot of reviews on your website. Yes, but Instagram for me, for example, is our primary thing. Like that's where the age group of our people are on Instagram. Mm -hmm. So we use Instagram a lot for social proof. 
So instead of reviews, let's say, mm -hmm. we'll take the pictures that the customers send us yeah. and then we'll put those pictures out and then promote those right. with what the customer said in the caption. Right. Right. Whatever it takes, whether it's five star reviews or not, whatever it takes to get social proof in front of people. Yes. To make sure yes. that other people like, oh, somebody else bought from me. Yeah. OK, it, cool. Right. This will work. Right. And they look like me or they look like, yes. you know, what what I'm interested in, too. Yeah. They like yeah. what I like. So yep. I'm probably going to like it. too. Yep. OK. Yeah. So, you know what you need to do to. Start, think about starting a company. Now you started it. Uh, we just told you how to get in front of people. And mm -hmm. I'm sure we'll, we'll have to do another podcast. And those podcast. are all free things. Yeah. Oh, we do need it. I mean, I'm, yeah, my mind's spinning now. Yeah, we'll, we'll do it. We'll, I'll come back. We'll do another podcast. Oh, like you'll Jim. come back? Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Yay. Right. So we're not fucking. <laughs> no. Uh, Jesus, just oh. going to make sure that's said. I don't think anybody's watching, but. I think, yeah, your battery probably died. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> we, we'll, we'll have to do a whole thing on like social media specific, just like how to get your name out there. Yeah. But that's a big, that's a big thing. Yeah. Getting your name out there, period. Like you just, you, I, I wish every time I see somebody who posts like. I was just talking to another friend of, I say friend, I just recently met him, but he's a friend now. He owns a watch company also. Another military guy, another pilot, mm. flies jets, helicopter ah. guy, you know, whatever. Okay. We meet and we're talking about Instagrams and I, I have no secrets, like full transparency these days. Cause like I said, I want to help not hurt yeah. people. Like I don't give a right. fuck. There's a, there's a Rolex and there's an IWC and a Breitling. Like there's no reason I have to be like the only one I can yeah. help people along the way. So I said, hey, I, I've been looking at your Instagram and uh, y'all need to post some more. He's like, yeah, but that's not really my personality. I'm not like, OK, well, sh you need to post some more. Right. It doesn't matter what you I mean, it matters what you say. Yeah. But the, what you say will come later. The practice that you need is the frequency and consistency. Mm -hmm. Everybody mm -hmm. that I talk to worries about what they're going to say, not what they're going to post or when they're going to post or how much they're going to post, which right. is way, way more important than right. what you say. Yes. In the, like this is not brick and mortar where there's only two options. And if you say the wrong thing today, they're like, fuck this. I'm going to Walmart. Right. Like this is right. 2020. They've got right. lots of options. If you said some bad shit, they'll forget or new yeah. customers will come. Yeah. Or you, we'll figure it out. Yeah. Sometimes the copy works. Sometimes it doesn't. You adjust. But the frequency, man. But if you don't, there, there you go. You're learning though. You're learning from that. Oh, crap. That was wrong. I yes. shouldn't have said that. But if you never did it, you would never know to, exactly. how to change. Like, well, I don't know what to say. Well, how do you say think something. you're going to know? Right. Well, you think you're just going to come up with it in your mind? Yes. You're not the customer. They are. Right. So you just keep saying shit until yeah. finally, you know, one of the most rewarding moments when you write good copy and it's like, bingo. Got yes. it. Nailed yeah. you. Yeah. Where like where everybody you get like a ton of DMs and a ton of messages right. and people are emailing you and your email list grows. You're like, fuck. That's but you didn't pull that out on the first try. No, no. Or the 30th, you know right. what I mean? Like you, it's, everybody is trying to find that one like home run ball. Yep. And I'm just like, how about we just hit a bunch of base hits every day? Yeah. And then we'll rack the score up. Right. Right. Maybe we win the game. Maybe not. There's it's the turtle. Yeah, exactly. 162 games to play in this season. Yeah. So just hit some base hits, get on base and let's figure it and out. Let's do it. Have a video. So, um, I'm going to like, if they have questions, you message JR, you, they know how to reach you. Do you have your content, your contact yeah, on J there? JR at avianwatches.com. JR at A-V-I-A-N watches.com. They can email me anytime. What about you? Yeah. I am summer, S-U-M-M-E-R, at yeah. partner with muse, M-U-S-E dot com. Because, you know, we want to be your partner. Yeah. So but before you go, because I, I want to yeah. plug your shit. So make sure people know what you're, 
I mean, I came all this way, so I want right. to make sure I, I, give you, I give you some, some yeah. visibility. So for real, what do you do actually? Like I, I'm a, okay. So we got them through, they know this is a good idea. They're going to, now they want a business. What are you, what are you for? When do they come to you in this stage of business development? And then what are you going to do for them? I think they can come to us in any stage of it because okay. then we can help with the hard knocks that if we've already learned it and seen other clients learn it, you don't, you know, let us help with some of those okay. things. But when you're really, when you, when you know those and see, and some of our clients don't even know those, uh, those positioning statements or the, the factors that make them different. Um, but what we do is we're really strategic and specific about finding your customer online and sharing your message with them. Okay. And all of those things matter, right? And, yeah. and, and, and making sure that that message is consistent and being in front of the right audience for the less amount of money. Okay. So, so your, your, whole, your whole mission in life is to find the people that are going to buy their products and, yeah. the, and then make them buy or convince them to buy through copy. I assume you guys right. write the copy. We write whatever. the copy and yeah, or, you know, it, it, it's, we're performance based. So it's about, that's great that someone saw it, but they didn't do anything. Right. Why? Did they not call you? They didn't fill out a form. They didn't, you know, buy tickets to an sure. event. We got to get them to interact and engage with you. And this is for brick and mortar businesses. Oh, it's for e-commerce. Any, so yeah. anybody, mm-hmm. so anybody can mm-hmm. come to you if they want to help to find their customer. How, the payment stuff is you said performance based, but is it, is it a set rate? Like what, what are we talking for a small business? Oh, it, it depends. I, it really, it, Come on, be, be I, I, know, I, mean, I am. I mean, we have clients at anywhere from a thousand dollars a month to 25 yeah. thousand a month. It well, just depends. So, so it depends on, again, your ROI, right? We want right. to make sure, and we'll be transparent, very forthcoming and say, Hey, you really need to go do these things and then come back. Sure. Um, because that's going to be important. Well, I can't do, do it for me. So okay. real quick, avian watches, we sell watches. Oh. I come to you. I'm like, I got a thousand bucks a month. What are you focusing on? Who do you want to reach? And what, what market, what geographical area you want to reach Clarksville? You're not going to do it for a thousand dollars a month. So I'd have to go, what do you want to own? And let me see some of the things that I can help you be consistent with. Maybe sure. it's just a consultation at that point. But if you said, I want to reach Clarksville, Tennessee with this watch, I would go on and do some research of who your competition is and how many people are in the market or telling us that they're in the market right now based upon their behavior that are shopping for watches. Yeah. And then I would put your ad in front of them. Okay. Is there something that, just, I'm not going to reach people at, for a thousand bucks in Clarksville. Is there something I'm just I'm leveling it down for the yeah. like junior business who doesn't have, because everybody's thing is I don't have enough money, but you probably have enough money to start yeah. something. Is this one of those things where you go, let's wait until you've got the money. I mean, or you know, do you go when you've got at least a thousand, let's at least start. I could tell you a ton of free things that you can do that may be, that may get those widgets sold and turned around. Okay. And that's, that's, fair and fine to do right but is there a product or service that we offer for that i I don't like there there are a few that we could do um the the listings on several directories that was one of the things i printed out that we can talk about a podcast later on is making sure like the top seven directories that you're on consistently yeah we have a software and a program that allows you to be on 20 consistent so because google will rank you higher right so that's one thing these are online 149 dollars a month okay you know, and online stuff, online stuff. Okay, got it. All right. Yeah. Um, if you have a database of people that you want to have a text club so that anytime I have a sale or you're at a, if you're selling your product X, Y, and Z that you can text 
out an offer or a special to a to a consumer base depending on depending on that audience it's a hundred and seventy nine dollars a month yeah All right. but that's not really how how we sure particularly Just making sure operate. The, the right the right yeah. people are getting in front of you right now and that's like yeah yeah when when they're ready with a specific customer and a specific marketing in mind that's really the time when they want to start like not necessarily engaging you they can engage you whenever but that yeah. is going to be when you can help them the most. Yeah. And when, I think if they go ahead and reach out and, and I can ask some questions about their business, it, it'll be a, cause I, that's why I'm in this business is to help other businesses. Yeah. So again, those free services, those free tools to, to be able to be used, but could save some headache of um, someone writing a big fat check. That's not going to do them any good at this point in their game. Right. Yeah. You know? Which also doing it by yourself and then spending a shitload of money, <clears throat> excuse me, would be the same thing, right? Yeah. It would be like, either way, we don't want you to spend a shitload of money that's not going to get a return. Right. The whole, the whole idea of like the, the ROAS metric, I suppose, like what's my return on ad spend? If I spend a thousand bucks, it's not a spend, it's an investment because I expect that I'm going to get money yeah. back, right? That, like mm-hmm. spend three grand, I expect mm-hmm. that I'm going to get four mm-hmm. grand, like whatever. Right. Like whatever the number is, I expect that I'm going to get something back which if you're not going into your marketing, whether you're doing it yourself or doing it with somebody else with an idea of like, okay, what is my expected return? You're going to piss away. Mm-hmm. You're going to piss away a lot of money before mm-hmm. you finally, re- and then mm-hmm. you'll probably be like, ah, this shit's not working. I'm not right. going to try. Or then you get the wrong people. Save yourself. Figure out what it is that you want to get out of ads first and then consult the right people and do it. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Th- oh, for what? For coming. Oh, yeah. Thank and let you. me talk. Yeah, I know you. And like let me be talk. on this. This is awesome. Well, I'm proud of you. Episode number five. No, this is going to be the most watched. I think I've had 20 views last time. I, w- I wish the camera went all the way because oh, your face is. Went all the way. <laughs> Jesus. Summer and I are not fucking. I just want to end with that to make sure. Thanks. Um, sorry, for, mom. I, uh, yeah, so, so sorry for this. I'll try to do the edited version for her. I know you got to go. I, yeah. uh, I thank you so much for, you're welcome. thank you for letting me come up here and bug you. I'm of so course. proud of you. Um, I'm I, so glad you got the date, right? Yeah. I fuck. I almost, I almost fucked this up, but I, I didn't. Um, thank you for letting me really, I'm super proud of you. Thank you. Uh, I'm proud of you. I, you've come a long way, my friend. I've done something. You have. Yeah. I'm yeah. not throwing things in the walls anymore. That's good. No one knows oh, me as the yes. angry person. That's right. Yeah, nobody. There was some busted walls. I am the most patient, most tender person that everybody knows now. Which I'm is, gonna have to have visit number two to to. Yeah, it's it's weird. It's uh, it's it's fucking me up in relationships, but it's, <laughs> it is what it is. Um, I I like you so much, and I love you so much, and Aww. I'm so proud of you, and I'm happy that Thank I got to you. come up here. Me too. And that we got to chat, and we're definitely gonna do it again because we have a lot of things to talk about. Yes. And a lot of things to finish, but. I think veterans got some value from this. So good. I hope so. Yeah. Run your business right. Treat your people right. Legally, morally, ethically, do everything that way. Think about what your business is going to be before you actually launch the shit. And then when you do, you need to get in front of people a lot because that's the only way they're going to buy. That is our message for you. Summer, thank you. You're welcome. Anything else you you. want to say to the people? No. I, oh, thank okay. you. Thank you for listening. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thank, thank you all thank for you listening. Thank you for being patient. For I this. hope this podcast did something for you. I hope that the next podcast does something for you. We have a mission to help 10,000 veterans make $10,000 a month or more in their own business and help them along their goal towards financial independence. If that's you, hopefully this helps you. If it's not you, give it to somebody who it can help. Thank you all for listening to me for the last hour, two hours. Oh, Jesus, it's been things. a while. Thank you all for listening to me so much. I am 
Julius Ray. This is the Unfiltered One Podcast. Until next time, goodbye for now. 